Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting there with co-host Keith Myers. We're here to talk about some roster moves uh, after the 53-man roster, uh, final roster was set. Uh, teams have been uh, moving back and forth uh, in the background as far as waiver, wire, acquisitions, and uh, the... 16 player practice squad is initially set at i think 13 players right now some moves to ir to accommodate said moves and uh, all of it and we're going to talk about uh, talk about it here in this show welcome in keith yeah there's a lot to talk about um there were a lot of moves made but none of them were the ones that you and i really talked about yesterday there's some so there's a big gaping roster hole at the moment and it got bigger today which is surprising um but there's still more moves to come and also it's not as big of a deal now as it would have been a couple of years ago because now guys in the practice squad they can choose to take a couple of them and elevate them to the roster for game day and then send them back down instantly they don't have to cut someone to do that um like they had to in the past so having guys on the practice squad actually gives you flexibility on game day now so and I think yeah. something that you and I have talked about privately, but haven't really talked about on the show, maybe we can do that today. And we're talking about the middle linebacker position uh, specifically uh, for the Seahawks uh, is fairly light when you take a look at just Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton as the starters. The backup is literally Nick Bellore. Um, if, if, if you look at it, there you know, no as, as listed on the on the 53. But uh, you've got the idea that maybe Uchenna Nuasu would move over Mm-hmm. If somebody could not go uh, there in the middle, and then they would uh, bring up like Alton Robinson uh, to pair with with Taylor on the on the other side, and that would kind of solve their in game yep. uh, maneuvers to to kind of work around that. Um, I mean, the six don't want to do that because uh, outside linebacker spot, you want to rotate guys, you want to have guys fresh um, as best you can, and right now you've got those three guys. Um, Taylor Robinson, Nuasu, and then you're going to sprinkle in Boye Mafe right now as a situational pass rusher. Um, and, you know, his role will expand over time, but he's not ready for a full uh, big chunk of snaps at, at this moment. Uh, so there's not a lot of, you know, those those four guys are all good. But if you mo- remove Nuasu from that group, now you've got two guys, one of which has got a bum ankle and the other one is not ready for full time. Like that's that's not a place you want to be. Yeah, yeah, and then they've got some, you know, an additional kind of hybrid flexibility there with Jamal Adams um, and and Josh Jones, Ryan Neal, and so you can kind of finagle, mm-hmm. you know, for a game. Let's just say uh, to get through something. But yeah, long term, I expect um, them to bring in another middle linebacker though, especially when the guy whose name we said we were going to learn how to pronounce um, <laughs> last show uh, got cut. And yes. so now I now I feel less inclined to learn how to pronounce his name properly because um, he's no longer with the he's Seahawks. Still, he still may may come back onto the practice squad. Uh, he might we'll, be one we'll of the see. reasons why they're short on the practice squad is because 
he was the guy who made the initial 53, but when you release him, now he has to go through waiver so he can be added into the practice squad tomorrow. So they might they're hold, they might be holding a spot for him. But at least for right now, I'm off the hook. And Donker and, doesn't uh, count. Yeah. Well, let's go through the practice squad. Donker doesn't count, so they really have got 14 players, um, but they do have openings for three players to be added uh, in total. And um, the guy that you just spoke of, Bunu Jayogu, Bunu Jayogu, um, he, he may be... Uh, may well be added, and that would bring it up to 14 and then a couple more spots. Um, everything's mm-hmm. pretty fluid this time of the year. Let's talk about the practice squad. Um, 53 set, we can kind of get into some of that as well. Um, but let's just kind of lay out the practice squad really quick. Sean Mannion was a was a name that uh, is familiar to some Seahawks fans. He was on kind of the camp roster in 2021 for a little bit, previously quarterback out there. Um, Oregon State and has been around uh, been around for a while I think with Minnesota primarily in the NFL as a backup um, to Kirk Cousins and so you've got still Drew Locke and Geno Smith there Sean Mannion is a quarterback on the practice squad Jacob Eason uh, moved to the Panthers practice squad so he's no longer um, part of the organization at all uh, Thompson, uh, Darwin Thompson uh, one of your favorite guys to be added to the practice squad was indeed added Aaron Fuller, Bo Melton, Cade Johnson, and Arcega Whiteside were additions to the practice squad. Tyler Mabry from the tight end group, Greg Island, and Liam Ryan from the tackle group were added. Tanner Muse, Vi Jones, and Aaron Donker from the linebackers uh, were added to the practice squad. And Tanner Muse and, and Vi Jones do have some ability to kind of maybe play a little bit of middle linebacker for the team. Mm-hmm. It'd be less than optimal, obviously, but they're oh, on yeah, the practice squad. And Scott Nelson, um, one of the safeties that they really liked, and Quandre Mosley is a new name uh, that the Seahawks picked up um, outside the organization to come in and be on the practice squad. He was an undrafted rookie free agent, been floating around a little bit out there with different teams, and he's currently on the squad. And that's it for right now. And then there were a few other roster moves, Keith, if you want to kind of run through those a little bit. Well, yeah, so, um, you know, we talked about waivers just briefly there and, that, and that's kind of what happened with seattle was they um they claimed a couple players off waivers from other teams which is why they may, had to you know make a couple of roster moves and that happened but um you know they drafted or they they claimed um cornerback isaiah dunn and defensive end daryl johnson off waivers um and so those are players from other teams that were cut from other teams that never made it to being where they, a team could sign them to the um, to a practice squad because they were claimed and placed on Seattle's 53. So uh, that is where they stand with that. Um, a couple of actually surprisingly decent players. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got Dunn, who you might remember uh, locally because he played for Oregon State, um, mm-hmm. was undrafted, but made the roster last year, played in 12 games. Uh, made a start, but then they decided to revamp the position and they signed DJ Reed away from Seattle, uh, drafted Sauce Gardner in the top five. And now suddenly this guy that was your third or fourth round or third or fourth option at corner becomes your, you know, fifth or sixth option at corner. And there just wasn't a roster spot left for him. So he gets, um, he gets cut and Seattle grabs him. Um, and then 
you know, with, with Daryl Johnson, um, he was a seventh round pick for the bills, uh, back in 2019. So he's not been in the league that long either. Um, he's got two sacks, five quarterback hits in two seasons. Um, yeah. And then he was released. So he's yep. a guy that he's a guy that can play defensive end. He can play outside linebacker. He's kind of the way Daryl Taylor was a year ago where he's playing outside linebacker is going to be a, a learning curve for him. Uh, Cause he's been more of a four, three uh, defensive end. He doesn't really fit the three, four defensive end role, but he can do it a little bit. He looks like he's going to be a situational guy. Um, but given that the team had to place LJ Collier on injured reserve, uh, you know, having another, another guy that can help fill in and, and, um, you know, take some snaps here. There's not a bad thing. And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL week one action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 in any game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven, you win! Bet on any team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, interesting. And they did uh, re-sign Justin Coleman, just announced a couple minutes before we pushed record. Justin Coleman's back on the uh, roster, and LJ Collier moved to IR. As you mentioned Mm -hmm. now, LJ Collier is eligible to come back within four games, uh, and that's why they they did that maneuver there uh, with Justin Coleman initially being cut. Uh, It sounded like he was always going to be back, and then Collier would be the move to to make that happen. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday because when you have younger players and they get cut, they have to go through waivers, which means if another team wants them, they claim them, and that's what happens. That's how the Seahawks got done and, and Johnson. Uh, with veteran players like Coleman, they don't go through waivers. They just instantly become free agents. So I'm sure that it was all set up. They they said, hey, you know, if another team calls you and offers you money, to, you could take it, um, but we're going to bring you back. Like, this is just for this because you don't have to go through waivers, so we're going to cut you today. We'll re-sign you tomorrow, and we're good to go. And they've done that before. They did that with... Um, uh, Tavares Jackson at quarterback a couple of years ago where they cut him yeah. um, and then re-signed him a couple of days later. It happens. I mean, it's, you got vets, they, they've got their spot, but you need to be able to manipulate getting guys onto injured reserve with the ability to return rather than getting them on injured reserve and ending their season. Sometimes you got to do this stuff. So no big surprises, Mm-mm. really not, not at this point. The only surprise really is just the, uh, the lack of the depth there at, at middle linebacker that has not yet been addressed at all. Um, I, I expect that to be addressed at some point and it just may not be week one, you know, it, yeah. it, this could be just some, you know, flexible here for the next few weeks. I mean, 
24 hours ago, they were short at linebacker in total with seven total linebackers. And no, I don't count Nick Ballore as a linebacker because he's not. He's not good. Uh, he's just, he's there to be special teams and nothing else. Um, and then they cut. Um, Joshua. Yeah, I'm going to try. Uh, yeah, Joshua, <laughs> so, so oh. They have, yeah. they have six linebackers on the roster, one of which is Robinson, who's um, nursing a sore ankle. Right, so you've got no depth mm -hmm. whatsoever mm -hmm. um, in your your six linebackers, and you play four, right? They're in a three-four now. You're gonna four of those guys are gonna be on the field uh, for a lot of snaps, and yeah, I mean they yeah. just so they're they, really they look like they're depending on their practice squad guys to to come up and elevate during game day, yeah. which is which is kind of interesting, uh, and maybe they feel that way about Vi Jones. I just I don't know. I mean he. Or, or Tanner Muse. I mean Tanner Muse or was Tanner a third. Muse. Tanner Muse was a third round pick. So it's let's not think that oh he's not he doesn't have any kind of talent or anything like that. He was a third round pick. Um and so yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I will say that um one of the things that if you look back at the draft, the 2019 draft for Seattle, which had um Ugo Amadi, who got traded, Marquise Blair. Who they cut, and it didn't sound like Pete Carroll was interested in bringing him back. Mm -hmm. And LJ Collier, who's been kind of a bust mm -hmm. and made the roster, but only, but then only to go to IR. Like that draft class is looking. I thought the Ugo Amadi and the Blair picks at the time were outstanding. Um, yeah, Blair looked great for you know, yeah, for a while. For the Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough, and and the Collier thing was a head scratcher from the very beginning. I I honestly just do not think that he was the the pick, uh, you no. know. And and they out of desperation, they they lost their guy Gary. I think is probably who they were going for. One of those one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like uh, Bo Melton. You know, cleared waivers, made it to the practice squad. That's good for Bo. A seventh round draft pick by, by Seattle, which means that all the draft no picks players. are retained. Yeah. Yep. Six had zero players who they cut get claimed by other teams. And that didn't surprise me. Really? Uh Freddie Swain, maybe. Marquis Blair, was, maybe, but that was it, right? Those were the those were the guys because you have two guys that have proven on field production that are young and still on rookie deals. Um Blair has not played much. But he has played a couple of games in the beginning of each of the last two seasons and looked good. And Freddie Swain was productive last year. Yeah, he wasn't great this year in camp and stuff this year, but he was a productive player. As what the do you think happened to Freddie there. Swain? I mean, shoot, he was all primed and ready to go take a step up, maybe add another 15, 20 catches to to his um, his season totals and and a few more touchdowns and just kind of have a more prominent role. And it was ready-made for him in yeah. in this offseason. The you know the team was literally searching for a third wide receiver that they could count on. After Swain was the the fourth guy last year, third fourth guy, and uh, just didn't and and everyone was injured and dropping passes all offseason, and it was just there for him to take, and he just did not. And he That's didn't. I, it's it's crazy. really odd to me because like yeah, he was the he was the team's third option. I think the team wanted him to be the fourth option. Um, but Eskridge couldn't get on the field ever. So he was the third option and he was productive. Um, but in training camp, he didn't look good and missed some time and then didn't look good and then didn't do anything in the preseason and found himself not on the roster. 
uh, that's it, it is a head scratcher, and I don't know what to think. Like, because guys don't get worse, significantly yeah. worse at football after their second year going unless into unless it's third. just a, a mental thing where he just didn't show up, just didn't show up ready, didn't work, do the work in the off season. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Got paid. Stuff happens. Um, any other position groups that look like we need to to scour practice squads or other uh, waiver players to to bring in? I'm just looking at this thing. I'm not happy about the way the quarterback room looks, but it is what it is. I think you combine the Drew Lock, Geno Smith, Sean Mannion quarterback situation for the Seahawks, and I kid you not, it's probably one of the worst quarterback rooms i'm gonna get nailed on on our uh, youtube channel um comment section for this but but where's where's where find me one that's worse find me a worse situation than seattle right now at quarterback you're not going to find one you're genuinely not because people will say well you know like look at houston yeah they've got a guy in the second year in davis mills that shows a lot of promise and they're at least going to see what he's got this year what is Seattle? Does Seattle have have that young guy that shows a lot of promise? No. They've got an old guy who's 34, and he's going to be starting, even though he's nothing more than a journeyman career backup. Um, and Drew Locke, who is a failed second-round pick. Yeah. That's been 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 benched, bounced by two teams now. So um, that's it. And Sean Mannion, who's been around the league for a few years and been a backup and nothing else. Right. Well, kind of like I kind of yeah. liked Mannion coming out. Not that not that he I ever expected him to do great. I thought Kirk Cousins was kind of his ceiling, if he could get there, which so was fitting that he was backing up Cousins for the last couple of years. Um, but I didn't hate him coming out. There was there was parts of his game that you could like, um, but he's not yeah. a guy you're going to count on as a starter. Yeah, interesting. Not if you want to win. I think the reason one of the reasons why they picked up Isaiah Dunn. Uh, at cornerback too is that there's reports out now that Sidney Jones is yet to recover uh, from his month long um, concussion battle. Yeah. And that's got to be concerning for the team. Well, that actually would make sense too, because that puts you with Artie Burns and Tariq Wollin as your starters. Um, and, you know, Sidney Jones was expect- expected to be the number one and then mm-hmm. those other two guys fighting for the number two spot. Well, now they're both playing and you kind of just need bodies. So getting a guy like Dunn, who's got experience, started a game, played in 12 games. So they were able to get him in, um, into the rotation and part of the defense last year. Um, yeah, it's a good spot for the Seahawks to be able to get a guy like that. So Jason Meyer still has a job. We talked about that. Um, I really didn't see anyone get cut that was going to push him. Yeah. None of the guys that, that could have taken Jason Myers' job ended up on the waiver wire. So, yeah. I was kind of surprised Seattle brought back Aaron Fuller to the practice squad, um, Mm -hmm. where a couple preseasons, he just didn't, just didn't get the job done. So that's a little interesting to me. Cade Johnson, that muff muff punt cost him a job on the 53 but they brought him back onto the practice squad that's good our sega white side i guess showed enough upside where they're they're going to keep him on the shadow roster for a little bit anyway that's interesting um that's that's about it tanner muse i i i like that pick by jones those those two were obvious picks to, to be on the practice squad scott nelson 
was the guy that they felt like over Deontay Williams um, to, to be on the squad. So other than that, I mean, it just seems like we're ready to go. Yeah. End, end of the season. We've got a couple of weeks of practice and, um, and then they can go get and then we're this, this, this team can go um, do their best to stop Russell Wilson from, you know, destroying him. Uh, I think the defense can get the job done. I don't believe in Seattle's offense enough to think they're going to win that game, but we'll get more into predictions and previewing that game as we go forward. Yeah. Well, I think this, let's just get out of here. Let's, let's, let's call this one as a short show and uh, just a, a nice update on the practice squad. Didn't have really any other information. We just put out a show yesterday uh, talking about the 53. So that's fairly well set. We're going to come back with a special show that we're going to record this weekend with guest Dan Viennes of the Field Goals podcast, previously of the Dan Cave and the Emerald City uh, Sportscast, and Dana O'Gorman of Archer Football, as well as a contributor over at Hawk Blogger, both going to be joining us on the show. We're going to talk about uh, off-season stuff, the 53-man roster. We're going to do a little forecasting as far as how we see uh, the season kind of shaping up with the new quarterback, Geno Smith. And, um, and we'll talk about the rookies and, and, and how everyone performed uh, in this preseason. And it should be a, a fun show and give them an opportunity as well to promote their new show and new pairing over there at Field Goals. So that'll be good. Anything else, Keith? No, I just, when we planned today's show, it was expecting that there was going to be some roster moves and some things to talk about. And it, it just, the big, the big signing, the big thing, and just never materialized. So, um, yeah, let's get yeah. out of here. Yeah, so we'll come back this weekend, and uh, hopefully by then we'll have tons to talk about. Of course, we always do with the, with uh, four people in the room. It'll be oh yeah, it'll be who can who can shut up first. So, all right, so let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. The show's a Hawks playbook, and you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.